there, and welcome back to Brick by Brick. I'm your host, Emily Verbecki. We are back for another conversation with the goal of helping us to understand the interconnected pieces of Albion's past, present, and future. Today's guest is the current executive director of one of Albion's most vital institutions for Albion's older residents in our community, Luann Summers. The Fork Senior Center opened in 2005 and has since served the senior community in Albion with programming such as monthly lunch and learns, health screenings, education on recreational opportunities for their members, and so much more. And I'm sure Luann will tell us a little bit more about some of those big pieces that we missed. But during today's conversation, we're really looking forward to learning more about how the Fork Senior Center works to make Albion a community where our older adults and our older residents feel welcome cared for and supported. So welcome, Luann. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So we always ask every guest, um, kind of first question is to share their Albion story with us. So what's your Albion story? What brought you here and, and what what's kept you here? Well, actually, my Albion story started in 1990. I was the director of the Foster Grandparent Program for Community Action. And when the Albion schools were still open, I came over and visited the seniors that were working with the students in the schools. So Harrington, Kroll, Caldwell, um, I even went to what was Johnson Child Care. Um, now it's the Lambs of Jesus, but um, visited those. So that was probably my first introduction to Albion, and I enjoyed being over here. I always thought it was a great community. And um, I worked at Community Action for about 23 years, and then I went to work for the Area Agency on Aging. And um, I was their planning manager. I did assessments of their organizations to make sure they were meeting state standards and you know their funded organizations like legal services, community action. And then um, my boss, Carla Fales, the CEO of CareWell, Area Agency on Aging, um, asked me if I'd be willing to uh, work with the Fork Senior Center, which I was familiar with. I had come over and done their assessments. I had come and I had done some elder abuse programs over here, Senior Project Fresh. I had done distributions there. So I knew the knew the center. I always loved it. I always wanted to support it and encourage it. And I knew it was doing great things in Albion. So my answer was, yes, I will do this. And I think originally it was intended to be a temporary agreement. It was actually, um, they call it a management services agreement between the Area Agency on Aging and the Fork Senior Center. Forks had had a couple directors that had come and gone, and they didn't really have the resources to pay, you know, um, retirement or medical insurance. And as a full-time person in this type of position, you want those sort of things, or you're going to go find another organization that's going to give you those things. So um, by remaining an employee of the Area Agency on Aging, I kept my retirement, I kept my, you know, health insurance, and my other benefits. And so... Um, it's been a great arrangement, and I think it went so well that um, we've renewed. I think we're on our third now um, series of management services agreements, and um, so CareWell pays my salary, and they cover you know most of my costs. The um, senior center does provide money. I think it's like 6000 a year that they actually pay to CareWell to help support the director. Mm-hmm. But um, so that, that's how I came here. That's how I uh, ended up. And um, it's been a great arrangement. Um, I report to the board. Um, I do keep CareWell informed, but really the board and the members drive what happens at the center. So it isn't, you know, overseen by, by CareWell or, or um, 
you know, sometimes a month will go by, I don't even hear from Carla. So, you know, it's, um, but I know she's there to support me. When I need something and I call, I know I have her, her support, and that means a lot. So. so it sounds like a real almost out-of-the-box thinking yes. agreement. Open-minded. To, to say, you know, there's this already existing resource, and we got to figure out how to continue to support Fork Senior Center. And so how can we figure out a great partnership? And it sounds like it's happening and working and will continue, hopefully, for the foreseeable future. Right. One of the neat components was that I was already really familiar with all of the senior resources in the community. So I had come from Battle Creek. I actually live in Marshall. But I had worked with all these senior organizations that were providing services. So if you lived in Albion, and you might not know about all those or be connected. I mean, I knew the people. I, you know, I knew I could call them up. I had participated in the Elder Abuse Prevention Coalition, you know, that um, our prosecutor and our sheriff and, you know, other attorneys and other great people in the community, Adult Protective Services that's on that group. So I already had some of those connections that had I just been from Albion, I probably wouldn't have. And so that's been a benefit that I have helped the center so many times. You know, I've done some Adult Protective Services reports, you know, made connections with attorneys, you know, services. You know, the Albion City Water called me one day and they had a senior that they were concerned about that needed some help. And so, you know, I start making calls. If I don't know who can help, I'm going to find somebody who could help. So um, that, that's been an important piece, too. And I think that was part of the benefit of the agreement that um, they maybe saw but didn't realize the impact. And the center, I think, didn't realize, you know, it's not all about the members. You know, we have a paid membership. It's about seniors in general. It's about information and referral. It's about those connections and those relationships. So, yeah, it sounds like it was really important to have somebody who has those knowledge of places to go and connections to make for our local residents. Right. Right. And I think that's the biggest issue because there are services out there, but people don't know about them. Mm-hmm. You know, see, we have Calhoun County Senior Millage. It's coming up for renewal. I'll put my plug in mm-hmm. November 4th. You know, please go out and vote. Um, but it does so many great things for Calhoun and people don't always know about it. Mm. So, um, you know, we need to know that they're out there, that there are supports that people get in desperate situations and, you know, call, call the center, call someone and uh, call 211 or whatever, but we'll find a way to help and we'll figure something out. So So speaking of those services, for those who are unfamiliar, tell us a bit about the Fork Senior Center and the services that the center provides. Okay. We are a membership organization. Our membership is $75 a year. And if they're lower income, there's a pro rate you know, we, they can have a reduced membership if they show us their income. Um, our biggest draw is probably our fitness center. We have a full fitness center. We have like six treadmills and weight equipment, and um, it's a very nice fitness center. That's probably our biggest draw. We have exercise classes. We um, offer a national exercise program called Silver Sneakers, which people um, exercise at their level. So it's some chair exercises, it's stretching, it's trying to keep those older adults moving. I mean, that class has people in their 90s that are coming every day and trying to stay moving and stretching. So it's a great program. We have um, early risers, that's a little more active. They do, you know, some more moving around. Uh, We have a general yoga, we have someone coming in offering general yoga. Um, And then um, we have uh, ping pong and euchre and bunko and... um, 
all kinds of different activities, trips. Um, we're also a site for the Senior Services Southwest Michigan meal site. Mm -hmm. They do the congregate and the home delivered meals. So actually the meals that are home delivered come to the center and then Albion volunteers come and distribute them. So um, that happens there. We also have other organizations that come in. We have a veterans rep. Um, he's been, I started made that connection a couple of years ago and we just offer him an office he's there every Monday and you don't have to be a senior you don't have to be a member you can come in meet with him he helps people apply for their benefits and resources through the government and sometimes the veterans you know don't they're not encouraged to do that and they need to because there are things that they're eligible for even widows that their husband was a veteran there there are certain services so um dennis urquhart he he's a great person loves to talk he's um really friendly and um even the younger veterans who may not think they need something right now but it's critical to get your information into the federal system to get you know informed about that because it's a long it's the government we're talking about so nothing's going to happen quickly so it's important to to get that and i know dennis is really trying to reach younger veterans he's also trying to reach our veterans that are suffering from depression ptsd um get resources you know there's a whole collaborative um veterans action team that was started that it's all these organizations wanting to help veterans and work with them and um do that do that so um and then we have a senior health partners. They come and every week they have a fun and fitness class. So the the fun is exercise and hanging out and um, and some fitness obviously. And then they have a nurse who comes and she checks blood pressure and blood sugar, and that's open to any senior that can come in. So it's you don't have to be a member at the center. So um, you know ideally I would love to have the center open to anyone who wanted to come, but covering costs are an issue so you know there is a need for the membership but we could never have the center just by membership I mean our membership fees probably cover probably not even 25 percent of our cost you know rent and and we have two part-time staff they're 20 and 24 hours a week and um, the rest are all volunteer you know my morning people that answered the phones those are volunteers so um and and all of our activities are fundraisers and we just have tremendous people here in albion who love to help and they love to work hard and um love to have fun that's another great thing we have at the center we had a fall dance and we had people before the dance was over wanting to know if we were going to have another dance and it's going to be valentine's day at the opportunity high school so we're working with the um, albion and NAACP and the Alumni Association they were thinking about having a dance so they're like hey can we join in with you and we're I'm like the more the merrier mm -hmm. so um so those kinds of things um let me think what am I missing that we also have we have someone who comes in and does um foot care toenail care um she's a separate person that, you know has given us showing us she's got liability insurance and we just make the appointments and she comes in she has a wait list there i mean that's a critical issue issue for older adults to take care of your feet especially if you're diabetic or um, anything i mean i've had some members that have actually had feet amputated or um so it is important but we have puzzles you know we have the newspaper there, there's a lot of just chit chat and i always love it when someone comes in and maybe they worked with someone 30 years ago at the factory i hear a lot because i it's right outside my office mm -hmm. and it's like they haven't seen them in years and they're they're like getting caught up and they're sharing stories about funny things that happened at work and oh do you remember when so and so did such and such and it's just 
so neat that they've reconnected, that they're sharing that history. I love the history and um, love that. Um, and we're going to lose it. You know, as people pass on, mm-hmm. you know, all those memories, all the things about working at the Malibu and, and all of that. And I would love to record that and mm-hmm. save it for, you know, for prosperity or whatever. But um I know it makes me think that that would be a great partnership with a group of students at the college who could come and and uh, and record some of those um, those individuals and preserve some of that history. And we have such a, a strong Albion history room at the library that that would be a great place for that oral history to be to be stored and preserved. Certainly. So it sounds like the Fork Senior Center provides a lot of health and wellness opportunities and also opportunities for uh, individuals to connect with each other, um, spend time, use some of their leisure time together there at the, at the senior center. So it sounds like it meets a lot of needs for individuals, older senior individuals in the area. One thing I hadn't mentioned is um, we also offer free Medicare counseling. Medicare is a confusing difficult system to understand and to work through and so we have free counselors people can come in and bring in their prescriptions and look at their plans Um, seniors quite often don't like change and the medical plans change year to year so just because your prescriptions were covered this year next year they may not be covered by that insurance plan so it's really critical that people come in bring their prescriptions and look at the cost of the monthly payment as well as how much are my prescriptions going to be for me to get you know them throughout the year and look at the total cost and um, you know Mickey Ogilvie is our Medicare counselor she's a volunteer people think she's a paid staff no she's 100% volunteer this woman comes in every day counsels you know works with people does all these things um, a tremendous person but I mean it can make thousands of dollars in difference if you have a plan that's not covering your insurance or you know your doctor's not in the plan or something and these insurance companies they just you know they make drastic changes so and seniors think oh well I had that plan last year it'll be okay Mm -hmm. and then January comes along and their prescriptions are not covered and it's too late they are stuck with that plan for the rest of that year so um, open enrollment's a critical thing and then throughout the year people that are coming on Medicare they can come in make an appointment our volunteers set up the schedules call the person the day before and remind them you got an appointment with Mickey tomorrow and um, and do that and then also during open enrollment because there are too many seniors in this area for Mickey to see all of them um, Vicki Easterwood and Alfre- Alfreda Dysart Drake from the Albion Healthcare Alliance came in and also did Medicare counseling they were trained by the area agency on aging actually manages the Medicare Medicaid assistance program so they do training they have the contract from the state to to do the training and then they report to the state but anyways, they were trained as well as um, Kate Turner from Calhoun County Senior Millage. She also came over. So we had offices and they came. We made the appointments. They came in. The seniors didn't have to leave Albion. They could come right to the center, handicap accessible. And um, that's probably one of our greatest things, you know, about Social Security or other issues. People sometimes run into issues with Medicaid that they have not given documentation. So, you know, they've lost their benefits. And those are serious issues that older adults need help with. And I have to grin because, you know, even during open enrollment and that whole process, I mean, I have seen attorneys come in. I have seen pharmacists come in. It's not easy to understand or work with these programs. So, you know, Joe Blow on the street that, you know, 
maybe in the beginning um, a part of dementia or something, it's confusing. And to have a free opportunity to come in and talk with someone and help them understand. Um, when when the, my time comes to be on, on Medicare, I'm going to go talk to a MAP <laughs> counselor because I understand the benefit. So, um, so speaking about some of that, you know, programming that the Fork Senior Center provides, it seems to me that um, conversation around aging in place is on the rise. It, it's sometimes I think about like, is this sort of just a new way to talk about it? But it's always been sort True. of out there. Yep. It's yep. just our new way that we refer to it. Yep. But in case it is, you know, again, come some of the pendulum is swinging back towards there's more a, older adults than ever before. Right. And wanting to keep seniors connected within their community. What resources um, does the Fork Senior Center provide that specifically help to allow area residents to age in place? And also, how does the Fork Senior Center integrate or connect with other area resources around that, that also provide some of those um, aging in place opportunities? Um, so the center itself, um, we actually have a phone reassurance program, and uh, we have six volunteers that are calling five seniors that are frail, elderly in their home, and they're called either two or three times a week, and we check on them and make sure they're okay, and if they need something in the home, then we share information or make a referral for them. So that's kind of one of our um, aging in place uh, programs, but... Um, I would say making the connections to resources. I mean, the Area Agency on Aging has the My Choice Waiver Program. You have to be Medicaid eligible um, and Medicare eligible, and it brings services into the home, so they can bring, you know, home care and you know, health care in there, and um, that that's a critical piece. And then Senior Services has a Handy Helper Program, and they'll install handrails and do other safety issues in the home that's going to allow people to remain there. Um, um, we have our new um, senior care partner uh, center that's opening here in Albion, and that's another one. They have to be Medicaid, Medicare eligible, and um, more close to nursing home level of care. And um, the state realized that it was much more um, cost effective to bring services into someone's home than to pay to keep them in a nursing home 24-7. So... Um, People want to be home. They, they don't want to be in a facility. And um, the more that we can bring resources in, that we can build accessible housing, that's an issue for Albion. We meet, need more senior accessible, affordable housing because these are people who are on set incomes that cannot afford a big high cost for this fancy, you know, um, fancy place. And we have uh, Maple Grove Apartments, and um, it, it's a nice facility. It's, you know, a great place and a lot of activities going on there and um, it's a start but we need more mm -hmm. so you know I think that transportation is a critical issue community action provides transportation um, you have to be uh, 60 years you have to live in Calhoun County they can't go outside of a county line so if you're doctors in Jackson you're out of luck because it's federal state money they can't and county money because they're supported by the senior millage um, can't go across that county line. So um, some of the groups that I've sat on, we've looked at that. There's a resource sheet about even private organizations that will do transportation because we know Albion has an issue with transportation. So um, 
that that's um, an opportunity. But um, just those supports, whether it's food, food is still an issue. You know, as our food hub knows and has proven, as they offer free food and, and other food pantries and um, all of that. So um, just the support and the connections. And sometimes we have seniors who are living alone and their family members live in Colorado or Los Angeles. We've had a recent one like that and she's by herself. And luckily some of her local church members have been bringing her meals and checking on her and helping her. And because um, it's hard. I mean, the family can't just hop on a plane and come and you know do the things that you need to do. And as we get more spread out, sometimes our seniors are left and they're the only one in town. And so if their friends and the agencies can support them and help them, they can stay in their home. Mm -hmm. But if that doesn't happen, then you know, then they're in a facility. And Albion doesn't have facilities, so they're going to Marshall. They're going to Jackson. You know. Mm -hmm. um, which really reduces their connection to yes. their friends, their, uh, their, their religious center, their husband, whatever yeah. may be, you know, and then they don't have transportation to get there to see them. And that's an issue. Mm -hmm. Can you share maybe with us um, a story of, of a member or group of members that was especially impacted by services that the Fork Senior Center, like, is there a story that stands out to you when, you know, if you were going to pitch for a million dollars, you would want this person to know this story about how the Fork Senior Center impacted someone? Well, I talked about our Medicare program where they can save thousands of dollars. I think that's critical. And I've heard any number of stories on that one that, I mean, it, I think the state tracks the thousands of dollars that are saved. So um, that that's a key one. Um, I don't know. I have so many personal stories. Um, you know, I've done two adult protective services reports in the last year. Um, people that needed help, needed resources, and um, those are critical. Our phone reassurance programs, uh, one of the gentlemen was just really depressed. He lost all connection to family because of choices or whatever, basically alone, no one to talk to. You know, he maybe gets five minutes and probably two minutes with his home delivered meals person and that's the only person he talks to all day. Mm -hmm. So to have someone call and talk to him and um, and he, you know, he's lived a horrible life. He's got stories that you just would not believe and, but he's living with those things. And so um, I've just seen a tremendous improvement in his depression that um, he looks forward to that phone call and, you know, he's built relationships with each of our people who call sometimes I call him um, to you know stay connected and, um, and that stuff so and we go out and visit those people to make sure that they're in a safe secure environment so that's 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 a big impact but um, there are just so many stories people that um, I had a gentleman who had a foot amputated and um, if it wasn't for the center I think he would still be in a facility because he was so determined that I am gonna get back to the center I'm gonna be with my friends I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, work out. I'm going to put puzzles together. I'm going to do whatever. And um, it kept him going. I mean, I was just astounded when he came back. He's in a wheelchair, but um, he made it. And I think if it wasn't for the center, he'd have just given up and said, well, you know, I can't walk. I can't do this. I can't do that. But no, he's determined. And he's determined he's going to walk again. So, um, you know, you, you need that. You need a reason to get up in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, I see that, something to do that day. You know, otherwise they're sitting home watching TV. Um, 
it gives them a purpose. It gives them a mission. Our volunteers feel useful. You know, they're needed. You know, answering the phone and being connected and, you know, all of those things. Um, Sounds like a mutual benefit both for the members and for the volunteers. Yes. Motivation on a variety of levels yes. for Those everybody, yes. which is really great. And the supports. And, you know, we call and check on them if they don't show up. And, you know, we worry about them. We send them birthday cards and, you know, get well cards and, um, and, and sympathy cards. When, you know, they lose a spouse. I had a member. She lost her husband. And oh, they were always together. They were the most adorable couple. Loved both of them. He was such a sweetheart. And he passed away. And she struggled. We didn't see her at the center for a little while. But now she has a boyfriend. Mm. So she's come back with her male friend. And now they're exercising together. And that just does my little heart good. Because I'm like, oh, you know. Because that's hard. I mean, you know, they've, they've lost their spouse. These people have lived with them for 60 or 70 years, if you can imagine imagine and suddenly that person's gone and um that's just so hard to uh, imagine and so to have someone to you know get together and I don't know if they'll end up together but they're friends so they come and that's enjoy each other's company yes yes so you mentioned that transportation housing food are significant issues for our aging population here in the area and you certainly are a part of a lot of meetings that are working on you know working on some of those issues or working on other issues in general but do you feel like there is anything that is missing from the conversation that 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 the community hasn't started talking about that you really feel like they need to talk about when it comes to our aging residents? Or do you feel like those three that that you kind of touched on are the biggest for you? I do sit on a lot of groups. Um, I spend more time in meetings than I wish I did. But on the other hand, I think it's critical that we all collaborate and work together. Um, together we can do great things. I always say that. And so um, whether I'm at the substance abuse prevention meeting or the elder abuse prevention meeting or the health and wellness meeting or this recent uh, suicide prevention, older adult males are the highest number for suicides. So we, uh, our kids are important. I love them. Don't get me wrong. But we also need to re- remember that seniors are part of that equation and that we need to talk about that. So um, making those connections, being positive, working with other organizations, being Thinking outside of the box, I think, you know, that's a critical piece. But, um, yeah, just making sure that those services are there. Yes, community actions providing transportation, but there's a limit. You know, there's only so much, and medical's a priority. So, you know, people sometimes have to wait or they get turned away. So, um, you know, those things and the supports to keep people in their homes and having safe homes. I know that there are people living in homes that are maybe not safe, that have bed bugs, or that's a serious issue in this county. We need to think about that and, and be aware of that and deal with that. And um, Senior Millage realized that, and they started a program for you know bed bug abatement. Senior Services of Southwest Michigan does that. And so um, that that's a critical issue. But I think most importantly, to me, being positive and working together, sharing resources, um, you know, working together for the common, the common good, whether it's seniors or youth or, you know, um, my primary, primary goal is seniors, but I mean, intergenerational, I love, we have some of the Alvin College students that come over and they play euchre and they play bingo and um, I love that. That's, it's a connection and um, so, um, 
I don't know. But yeah, just having those supports, having that resource, the, having a center to call and say, I don't know who does this or I have this need. Or I've had people call me from New York and mom lives in Albion and she needs help. What do I do? So it's just, you know, that connection, that resource. Yeah, that's outstanding. So we always sort of wrap up our conversations with uh, a question because we hear so much and I can tell your passion and commitment to your role as an executive director. And I'm curious, when you're not wearing your executive director hat and somebody were to encounter you in and around the community, what might they find you doing? Oh my. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, I don't know. I uh, work too many hours. Ask my boss. She gets after me. But, um, you know, I raised my kids. Um, I had two sons. I raised alone. And um, so, you know, my, my dog and my cat. Um, you know, I spend the day with people. So quite often I go home and uh, watch TV and I'm into the Curse of Oak Island. They're going to find that treasure one of these days. <laughs> And home renovations. I like doing home renovations, working on my house. And uh, I got several home projects I need to do, um, yard work. And, you know, uh, I just got a new toolbox. I love doing that kind of stuff. I do that around the center, you know, put stuff back together. And um, uh, my boss always called me Mary Poppins because I have this drawer and it's got everything in it. So, um, but, I mean, volunteering, helping in the community, obviously, um, supporting people i have a close family we get together for birthdays every month and spending time with my kids today's my my son's birthday my youngest one so uh, we're going to dinner tonight and um so you know just hanging out i was at the uh, martin luther king dinner the other day helped serve i think that's important um you know not just for people to go but people to work people to be there and help clean up and set tables up and serve food and help clean up afterward and um I'm willing to do any of that that needs to be done so um, to make it happen. Well, certainly lucky in so many ways to have you a part of our community, Luann. Thank you. We really appreciate it. I enjoy it, obviously. Everything you do. I love Albion. Good, good, good. You know, it's certainly been wonderful to learn more about the Fork Senior Center. I hope every, all of our listeners learn something, whether they're somebody who might be getting ready to need some of the resources or they know somebody who could benefit from those resources or even some listeners who are outside of our community who are wondering if similar kinds of resources and opportunities are available in their community. I, I hope that everybody has walked away with a piece of information and you had so much and you are a wealth of knowledge about senior resources in this area. We really appreciate all your work, all your connections between everybody. Um, and thank you for joining us for a conversation today. A reminder to all of our listeners, if you have feedback or suggestions on who we should interview, please get in touch with us on our website, downtownalbion.com, or leave a comment on one of our episodes. We hope that you'll join us next time on Brick by Brick. Make sure that you've subscribed to the podcast on iTunes or soundcloud.com. You can also find and listen to each episode on our website, downtownalbion.com forward slash brick by brick. Until next time, we hope to see you around town.